Hello. Hello. Salam and good evening to you, worthy friend. Please, please, come closer. Uh, too close, a little too close. Good evening, this is the Disney Brit Radio Show, live here, only on Orlando Sky Radio. And you're joining us for what is basically the first live show we've done in some time, if you've been listening to both the Disney Island Disc Show and the Disney Brit Radio Show. Uh, They've been pre-recorded because we've been off on our holidays and now we return for another live show. So, uh, just normally joins us, just in here, unfortunately, this evening. He's uh, very, very busy with... uh, strange people at work or something i don't know and kez isn't here because she's got her rehearsal night because we are tuesday night it's not monday night because here in the uk it was bank holiday and that basically means like nobody works so we were all off and uh, that means joining me tonight is alan hello alan hi adam you all right i'm all right how are you i'm fantastic i can't believe you gave the magic away telling everyone it was pre-recorded oh well you know we don't like to be too posh uh, but i've just had people texting and skyping me to say that apparently you could hear us talking live before the show started so if you could i'd like to apologize because <laughs> i was just waiting for our queue from our, our station manager and the queue came in a different skype window and that basically confused me and i didn't know what was going on so we weren't saying I, anything bad we were no, i don't think we're saying anything bad i think we just blame them and say it's their fault for not clearly telling us on time yes Definitely. That's probably the best. Anyway, how are you? We've not spoken for ages. Um, I'm good. I'm good. I've been to see Brave. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that in a second, about what you thought of that. Okay. Um, anything else been going I've on with you? I've been doing Where's My Perry and Where's My Water. And uh, have you completed Where's My Perry yet? Yes, completed that. I've gone back to Where's My Water and, and now I'm looking for secret hidden levels. Secret hidden levels. Have you found anything particular that you... Uh, you know, it's yeah. uh, particularly hard. Well, basically what they've done is they've hidden these levels. If you if you go at the bottom of the menu, you've got to basically stretch the menu up. And right. there's like a bit of graffiti on the wall. So you click on that and there's a like a secret hidden level. But I don't think that counts to your overall duck score. All right. Okay. So it doesn't add to your duck score. No. If no, that makes any sense to anyone. Nobody who, uh, who has played, people who haven't played this game probably have absolutely no idea what we're talking about, finding ducks and duck scores and that sort of stuff. If you've never played Where's My Water or Where's Perry, you've got to get them. They're the most addictive but yet brilliant games. Uh, anyway, you were, you were just saying that you've just recently been to see Brave. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I've seen Brave as well. So uh, let's share with our listeners um, something about Brave. Hang on, let's have some music. There you go. Beautiful. Confidence Sons from the film. So, come on then. Tell us about it. You, you went to see Brave, and looking at your Facebook status, I'm not convinced we're going to get a particularly <laughs> positive review from you. Well, I'm, I'll, I love Disney. I love Pixar. And I'm normally very positive. And we decided to take my daughter to go and see it. My daughter's four and three quarters. I think forgot, kids talking that sort of ages. And as soon as the film had started, she was on my knee. Right. She didn't like it. She wanted to go home. So that's basically where I start by going, well, I'm not sure it was exactly a kid's film. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Um, we haven't taken Harry to see it, no jokes. Uh, we haven't taken <laughs> Harry to see it because I wasn't entirely sure whether it was a film that he was going to enjoy. Yeah. But I saw it and I loved it. I was I was kind of a bit sort of reticent, I suppose, to go and see it. We were invited along to go and see uh, see it a few months ago and um, I kind of wasn't looking forward to it that much having seen some of the trailers and stuff I was thinking it's Pixar trying a fairy tale is this going to be any good 
and I came away present, you know, pleasantly surprised. I actually thought they did a really, really good job with it. So I was kind of really pleased that they'd uh, they kind of gone down the route they had. I thought it was quite clever. It's quite witty. I love the music, the sort of Celtic music stuff that goes on throughout it. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of on the opposite side of the fence to you. I, I can see where you're coming from with it not being for kids. To, to, to me, it was there was a couple of adult style jokes there. For example, when the guy bends over with his kilt on and the crowd behind are all barfing. Um, but it just I don't know. It 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 wasn't tangled. I'll say that. Well, no, that's Disney, though, rather than, yeah. than the Pixar. And the animation was absolutely spot on. It was it was really good. The The horses looked almost too real to be animated. Yeah. Um, but I just didn't... I, I just I couldn't get through it. It was a bit too dark. It was it was actually quite dark in places. With the bears and, and some of the witchcrafty stuff. Yeah. yeah. Certainly um, one of the bears was, was quite scary. But it, it reminded me quite a bit of Brother Bear, and I think it was more than just there was a bear in it. <laughs> I'm kind of hoping it wasn't just the fact there was a bear in it. Um, yeah. No, I think the story of, I don't know, people turning into other characters and then trying to get beyond their physical appearance. Right, okay. I think that was basically what I was getting out of it. Um, well, so out of five, what are you going to give it? I'd probably give it a three. It was entertaining. Wow. I didn't, I didn't get it amazingly, but... Am I going to buy the DVD or Blu-ray and all the merchandise? Probably. Of course you are. You're you're going to buy everything. And the Vinylmation, yeah, no doubt you'll buy that as well. I nearly did. (laughs) See, there's the three set, isn't there? Um, So you're giving it three. I'm going to give it four. I I don't think it's anywhere near as good as Toy Story 3 or Up or any of those. But it's, it's kind of like Pixar being quite brave and trying something new. And I kind of applaud them for doing that. So if you haven't seen it, it is well worth going to look at and going to see um, and I think it it's still a good film I think you'll still enjoy it but um, me and Alan are on the complete different side of the fence yeah. anyway shall we do some news go for it good morning sire good morning Zazu checking in with the morning report fire away The Incredibles. Right, it's time for some news and some rumours, and we've got some bits and pieces for you from Walt Disney World, and there's a really interesting one on uh, Disneyland Paris that I want to share with you as well, because I'm quite intrigued. I think it might promote a little bit of discussion. Uh, but let's start off in the Magic Kingdom, and Disney over the past couple of weeks have announced a new Magic Nighttime show that's coming to the Magic Kingdom. It's coming from November 2012. It's going to replace the Magic, the Memories, and You, and it's going to be known as Celebrate the Magic. It's going to incorporate all the favourite elements from the current show but it's going to have all new music storytelling and special effects um, and uh, show director Katie Harris has said the amazing show will magically transform Cinderella's castle with spectacular projection effects choreographed to a new musical soundtrack the show will be full of emotion and storytelling proving that with imagination and magic in our hearts anything is possible uh, if you want to see the magic the memories in you you have until Labor Day which is September the 3rd to see it at both uh, the Magic Kingdom Park and the Disneyland Park and then it's going to alter over um, sort of in November time. Uh, and sounds quite exciting. They've also said they're going to be debuting some new live entertainment in the Fantasyland Theatre, which is going to open in summer 2013. So, I don't know. It's going to be quite interesting. You saw The Magic Memories and you, didn't you, when you were out there recently? <laughs> yes, I did. I saw it from two different angles. Uh, both of them were Portland angles, but that's another story. Okay. Um, you don't want to see it from the side of the castle or from behind it. I'll just say that. So, um, what did you think of it? I, I think that the technology is fantastic, and the the concept and the idea of the show is brilliant, and it is very visual. And you forget that they're just shining pictures onto the castle. You know, it, it does sort of immerse you into it more than that. So, but I think it's from from what i've seen of the concept pictures of what you're talking about it looks as though it's going to have a bit of um, disney dreams from disneyland paris there yeah i did wonder whether that was going to be a possibility of something that might happen with this um i, I think um someone had said in imagineering that they wanted to try and tell more stories than just yeah shine random pictures onto the castle cuz the 
the Magic Memories in You, which I haven't seen live, unfortunately, um, was very much about the memories of people in the park, wasn't it? Rather than it being a story very much like uh, Disney Dreams is. Yes, that's right. Uh, which is a shame, because Disney Dreams is, is amazing. It's absolutely stunning. And uh, it would be nice to see if they're beginning to think about that kind of whole storyline element to it. Uh, which would be really good. If you are listening, by the way, yep. do uh, make sure you tweet us. You can tweet us at DisneyBrits and join in the conversation. We've already talked about Brave. We've got something you want to say about Brave. You can talk to us over on Facebook. You can also talk to us on, at DisneyBrits as well. So if you're listening in, do let us know. Anyway, um, what were you saying? Sorry, before I rudely interrupted you. I was going to say I'm glad someone can multitask. It's, who's multitasking? You. Me, you keep, I know. The, keep the idea on all the, the Twitters and the news I'm stories. I'm trying. I'm trying my hardest. <laughs> um, but, but um, yeah, okay, over at um, Magic Kingdom, they've created, or they're creating approximately one and a half thousand jobs, nearly doubling the size of Fantasyland. Mm. Obviously, a little bit of the story is old, in a way, but the fact that they're creating a thousand and one thousand five hundred jobs... Yeah. Which is a it's massive amazing. amount of jobs. How on earth are they creating one and a half thousand jobs? I know it's a big area, but wow, that's a lot of people. Well, sort of what they're saying is that they've done 700 jobs in the construction of the expansion. Oh, right, okay, yeah. But there's going to be an additional 800 jobs created when it comes to open up, when the park opens in um, over the next two years. Right. Which, when I go to Disney and I stop in the Disney parks and I don't go outside of, I don't know, Walt's area, we'll call it, I always felt a bit guilty that my money wasn't getting shared around in the local economy. Yeah. But when you actually see there's 1,500 jobs being created by this expansion, and you know some of that money is filtering out somewhere. Yeah. So you, I don't good. feel too bad. So you feel a bit better. So are you, are you for the new look show, or would you prefer Magic Memories and you? Um, I think I would prefer the new show. Okay. That's fine. You're allowed to. There's no problem with that. Uh, okay, let's uh, move on then. And we're going to... Uh, you were just sort of briefly mentioned about the Magic Kingdom expansion and the jobs. Do you want to explain a bit more? Um, right, okay. Well, obviously they're doubling the size of Fantasyland, which they've been doing over the past two years. Now it's been going on forever, hasn't it? Um, and Jim McPhee, Senior Vice President from Walt Disney Parks, said um, just as importantly as the expansion, we'll be adding more attractions and experiences given guests even more reasons to return. Mm-hmm. The multi-year expansion has been opening over faces. Recently, guests have been able to enjoy Storybook Circus and two, cas- two carousels of Dumbo the Flying Elephant, along with a new interactive indoor queue area. That hadn't quite opened when I was there. I was a bit gutted about that. Um, a rethemed barnstormer starring Greg Guffini, which we know about him. Yep. And Casey Jr. Splash and Soak Station. Now, that is absolutely fantastic. In the Florida sunshine, the water does soak you. Now, there was some concern about this, um, about the steps and the railings not being the right height or being slippery or something. Did you notice anything about that? I didn't notice anything about that. I did notice that the other water attractions that I had in that area previously, they... You got a misting of water, or you got a little jet of water. Yeah. Here, you absolutely get soaked. It's, I'm, it's, I don't know how best to describe it. It's literally like buckets of water getting chucked at you. When we say soaked, are we talking uh, Popeye and Bluto's uh, build rat, rat barge at Universal? That soaked, or yes, right, exactly okay. that. <laughs> Man, um, you, that's wet. I, I, I picked up my. Um, just over one year old daughter walked through the area thought I'd miss all this water but we absolutely got drenched and I got to the point where I couldn't get any more wet if that makes any sense so that that was sort of really good the one thing that did concern us was that there was a lot of people saying make sure you wash your hands because the water's not um, purified Okay, well, we just had a message from Craig Duncan, who is listening in live in Orlando hello Craig he also agrees with you that it's not slippery <laughs> yeah it's um Fantastic for the kids, and the kids love it. Uh, but I don't know. Disney are going to cover their back, and they're not going to okay. allow a dangerous item happening. Well, I did think that. You know, I, I did think that that was probably a possibility. Okay, yeah. right. Let's um, let's go on to kind of one of the, the weirder items. Um, I'm going to play the music that comes with this. Hang on, let me just uh, let me just start it. Here we go. Oh yeah, get funky. Um. This is called DTEC Me, and it's 
Detect Me Princesses, okay? And um, if you follow sort of merchandise and things that happen in Walt Disney World, you'll know about the Carbonite uh, sort of images that they did uh, for Star Wars Weekends. And it seems that they're taking this uh, little step further. Where you're going to be able to have your photo taken in a photo booth, very similar to as they did with Star Wars Weekend. And then they will create a 3D, almost computer-generated image of what you look like. They will then put your face onto a Disney character. And then they'll use a high-resolution 3D printer to create a version of that princess, but with your face. (laughs) Okay, yeah, you're laughing. You should watch yes, the video. Go to disneybrit.com and look at the video. Okay, there's a, there's a video that comes up and they they're with this little girl and they take loads of photos of her and she looks really pleased and then she chooses uh, Rapunzel as the character she's going to be because it gives you sort of a selection of which ones you want to want to be basically and um, you can choose which one you think you're best as and then this girl comes out uh, as Rapunzel and. I'll be honest, it looks nothing like her. <laughs> I don't want to be horrible about it, but the photograph that is obviously on the Disney Brit website, as soon as I saw the image, I thought, Shrek. <laughs> and I'm sure she's a lovely girl, and I don't want to be picking on her personally. It's nothing to do with her or her looks. I think it's the technology and the item. It's just, it's just weird. You know, I'm sure it's going to be a lovely keepsake because it's designed for those people aged 3 to 12, uh, although you've got to be accompanied by an adult. Um, it doesn't actually say how much these things are going to be. Um, I'm guessing probably quite a lot, uh, but there's no actual price on here. I, just, I don't know. It's a bit freaky. <laughs> it just freaks me out a little bit that you've got these miniature versions of girls and it doesn't really look... It just makes them look weird. I, th- I think the technology's getting there. I've, yeah, I've, I've been looking at the 3D printing stuff for a long time and it's it's getting there, but it could get a bit further nearer to where it should be before they do this, I think. Yeah, definitely. Well, reservations are now open. If you want to turn your child into a freaky-looking Disney princess, <laughs> then reservations are strongly recommended because it's a limited-time experience, and you can make them by ringing 407-WDW-TECH, or that is 407-939-8324. So, freaky small children from DTEC me. There we go. <laughs> You check them out. I don't know. It's oh. just weird. I couldn't. I just couldn't do it. I can't wait to get one of them. I can't wait to get one of them. No. Well, it's summer holidays are over. All of those UK children are either going back to school this week or next week, which means we have to very quickly look forward to Christmas. And this past week, Disney have updated their candlelight procession list, have they not? Just a bit. Um, they've updated the list of narrators. Now, I've never seen the candlelight processional and i don't even know what it is or i don't even know what a processional How is dare you say you don't even know what it is it's a, a show that they do every christmas in the american gardens theater and basically they have a, a celebrity narrator who narrates part of the christmas story and there's a huge choir made up of disney cast members who sing songs related to christmas they could be christmas carols or original songs and there's a huge orchestra as well that perform live and it is one big christmas spectacular well I would love to see it, but I don't go at that time of year. But anyway, that's it's not about me. Um, so they've they've announced what the narrators are going to be for this year. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of ones still to be announced, but this is the lineup so far. We've got from the 23rd to the 25th of November, Gina Davis. 26th to the 29th of November, Neil Patrick Harris. I should know who he is, but I don't. Neil know Patrick Harris is in uh, How I Met Your Mother. He was also in The Smurfs, and he was in Glee. Okay. Still no further forward. Um, Brilliant. <laughs> November the 30th to the 1st of December, Whoopi Goldberg. Um, December the 2nd to the 4th is Andy Garcia. December the 5th to the 7th, still to be announced. Uh, December 8th to the 10th, James Denton. 11th to the 13th, we've got Jodie Benson. Olivia Newton-John on the 14th to the 16th. Uh, the 17th to the 19th, still to be announced. 20th to the 22nd, Tracy Adkins. Yeah, Trace Adkins is a country and western singer, I believe. Uh, December the 23rd to the 25th, we've got Gary Sinise. Sinise. 
Sinise from Mission 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 to Mars. Do you know what? I didn't think we'd honestly find anybody worse at reading names out than Craig. <laughs> Turns out I was completely wrong. Well, I'm just dreading the last one. Uh, 26th of December to the 28th, we've got Amy Grant. Yeah. And then at the end of the year, on the 29th to the 30th of December, we've got Marley Matlin. Marley Matlin, yeah. Stroke Jack Jason. Yeah, there we go. See? That, that's that's a tug twister that's been set up. They're made up people, aren't that's they? That's excellent. I've, I've put some Christmassy music from the Candlelight Procession on in the background for you. I like it. it I like is, a bit of Christmas. There you go. So that's from Candlelight Procession, and you get to hear that live. Uh, it sca- scares my wife if I listen to Christmas music too early. <laughs> you started, though, haven't you? <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Streaming it around started. the house. I know you've already started. Anyway, it's, it's bad luck to play Christmas music, so we'll stop that. Uh, right, let's talk about meet and greets, because there's some new meet and greets coming to Walt Disney World uh, from two sort of franchises that all... They are franchises, I suppose. Uh, firstly, is uh, the Disney fairies have created movies over the um, over the past few years with Tinkerbell and all her friends. And interestingly, it's, it's come, uh, coming out on Blu-ray and DVD on October the twenty-third in the US. Whereas I know for a fact in the UK, the Secret of Wings, the next Disney fairies movie, is coming out at the cinema first. Mm. Anyway, there's a new fairy called Periwinkle, and she will be joining the gang, and she's going to be uh, joining meet and greets very, very soon. Uh, basically, she's a frost fairy. Uh, she turns out to be Tinkerbell's sister. She was born on the same baby's lap. There we go. I'd never... Say, say what? She was. She's Tinkerbell's sister. She was. She was born on the same baby's lap. You know, there's many things in this world that I never thought I'd say. But I, I still don't get it. No, Babies laugh. But she's she's in the winter woods. She lives in the winter woods, and no doubt she's going to be around for Christmas. Um, and yeah, Tinkerbell's apparently also going to dress up for the occasion in her very wintry-looking clothing. Um, and yeah, and and there'll be Christmas decorations, dolls, and all sorts. No doubt. But also Ariel's Grotto. There's been some more information with regards to Ariel's Grotto. And there's a great picture on uh, DisneyBook.com. You can go over and check that out. Uh, it says, many fans of The Little Mermaid have been asking for a mermaid-related update over the past few weeks. So today, the Disney Parks blog are happy to share the first look inside Ariel's Grotto, a new character greeting location coming to New Fantasyland. Uh, it says, as you can see, we can't because we're on the radio, but if you went to the website, you would be able to see. Uh, Ariel will greet guests in mermaid form, seated in a giant shell throne. And the grotto will be located in the base of the seaside cliffs upon which Prince Eric's castle sits, but it's separate from the end of the sea journey to the Little Mermaid attraction. It says the character greeting will debut with the rest of the new Fantasyland for a preview period beginning November 19th. And then there's the grand opening on December 6th. So if you want to see some pictures of what's going on there, you can head over to disneybot.com and you can find that out. Right. One more wonder, thing. Oh, go, on. go on. No, go on. You were going to say something. I was going to say, I wonder which is going to have the longest queue, the Little Mermaid attraction or the meet and greet. Oh, I think the attraction will probably have the longest queue to start with, but I would think the long queues will probably last for a longer period of time over like a year or whatever. Yeah. The meet and greet. Sometimes it gets crazy, doesn't it? So, there you go. Um, apparently, I've just had some information passed to me that apparently uh, they have the same nose and their wings fit together. So, there we go. The Tinkerbell and Periwinkle. Yes, apparently so. So, I've just had oh. that information passed to me, uh, which is which is very nice. Right, <laughs> let's... Uh, head over to uh, Disneyland Paris because we've got some news that's come out uh, over the past few days that I'm kind of really quite intrigued about. Yeah. um, Right, okay. Well, there's been a little bit of a rumour going around for a while and it seems that the Walt Disney Company has been considering for some time buying Disneyland Paris. Now, that might sound strange, but obviously Disneyland Paris is owned by Euro Disney... SCA. Yes, that's the one. Um, I don't know. How, I don't know what the UK or the the English version of the SCA would be. Company? PLC. PLC. Maybe. Okay. Um, and what Disney Company doesn't owns a portion of that. It doesn't own all of it. No. Um, it's owned by lots of different people and individual shareholders, including me, including Adam. 
Adam's like the major shareholder. I think it's about, it's just under 40%. I think it's owned by the Walt Disney Company. Right, okay. You'd have thought they would have wanted to have a the majority share, I wouldn't you? I think so. We've got the Saudi Prince Al, Al, well, I can't remember. Al, that. just call him Al. Yeah, Prince Al. He. <laughs> uh, and he owns like 10%, I think, and then the rest is shareholders. Yes, that's right. Um, well, apparently, there's been a story in the Telegraph, and there's also been something in Time. Yes, um, has, yeah. Magazine about them. Um, well, Disney Company now wanting to, or potentially looking into the idea of buying out the additional shareholders. Mm. Um, now, what they want to do is take, or what they rumoured to want to do, take complete ownership of Disneyland Paris and bring a much-needed sparkle to the theme parks. But despite being one of Europe's most visited tourist attractions with a record 15.6 million guests in 2011, it is not profitable and has seen total net losses of millions and millions and millions. Because that, that's the one thing that everyone knows about Disneyland Paris. It's not a profitable it park. Make money. It's not there to make money. <laughs> um, what do you think about this? Is this a good idea for the Disney company to take this on? Well, in theory, yes. Right, okay, because one of the reasons they're not making money is because they've got so much debt. Now, the Walt Disney Company itself has got lots of money. I think, was it last year they made $2 billion um, dollars profit? Ridiculous, or... yeah. So, in theory, if they bought the remaining shares and helped Euro Disney get out of the debt, then the money that it makes will not be going off to pay off overdrafts, loans, and... Mm shareholders so in theory it would be making money but yeah. if, if you look at the I don't know the annual report on the Disneyland Paris it, it talks about all these figures and it's the most confusing thing I've ever read before but they get quite excited about oh we've only lost 1.3 billion this year and things like that <laughs> yeah that is true uh, from my point of view it's I kind of think that if, if if Disney did buy the majority share and took over the park, then there'll be operational differences. The problem at the moment is Disney can suggest all these wonderful ideas of how the park can run. So I just take for example character meet and greets. You know, if it was in an, a U.S. park, it would be everyone would queue. There'll be a certain place that you would meet these characters. When Disneyland Paris, it's kind of they throw a load of characters and hope that everybody just gets a photo with some of the French kid in the way, and it's. Yeah. Those kind of things that make a huge difference. We look at um, even things like Disneyland Park. I don't think it's had a new attraction since 2006 or something like that. Um, you know, that's something Disney are aware of. And because they operate these parks around the world, they know that there's a certain amount of time that you can not put an attraction in. I think it is about six years before people are then going to think about, well, we're not going to go again because there's nothing new. Yeah, and, so true. And it's kind of whether or not the Disney company are going to take that over and they're going to make operational differences straight away. You know, look at the service. We look at the way that the queues operate for, for attractions and for character meet and greets. We look at the food in the park. We look at the price of the food in the park. We look at the price of entry and all those sort of things and whether that's something that Disney might take over, take hold of, and then alter for the best. Because you look mm. at going to Disneyland Paris, you know, you could pay the same amount for a 10-day or even a 5-day trip to Disneyland Paris as you could to go and do a 7-day trip to Walt Disney World. I looked at it the other day just for it was 3 nights, 3 nights and get 2 nights free, mm. okay? And um, for me and my two kids and wife, obviously I got to take my wife. Um and that was going to cost me about 1200 quid. Yeah. We look now at- that's excluding flights. And the Disneyland Park as well. Uh that is Disneyland Hotel outside the Disneyland Park. Is can be up to a seven or eight hundred pounds a night. What's Grand Floridian these days? Top whack. No idea. More than I can. I, I, I look at. I look at the cheaper ones. Well, it's, it surely can't be more anywhere near as much as seven or eight hundred pounds a night. That can't be, can it? And that's the thing. I don't see. You know how come luxury there is twice the price as luxury in in Walt Disney World? I just don't get how that can make sense and it's quite clear that it's not the Walt Disney Company that's solely in charge of Disneyland Paris because the ethos of Walt Disney World and the ethos of Disneyland Paris are so completely different uh, money wise you know experience wise and I'm not saying that Disneyland Paris is anywhere in any shape or form a bad park but it just seems that there's a sort of this this change or this divide between the two um, and um, I kind of wish 
Some, some of it's down to the economy, though, isn't it? Because if it doesn't matter where you go in Europe, it's not as cheap as it used to be. I'll say that. Everything has gone up in price. But I think that one thing that sets Disneyland Paris apart from Disney World is that it is a totally different outlook on, on a park. Yeah. When you go to Walt Disney World, you know what you're getting because mm. there's this, I don't know, bubble. But when you go to Disneyland Paris, it, my experience is, I've got to be careful what I'm saying here, is that it, the people that work there seem to be just there because they work there. They're not there because they like being there. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's my view on it. Um, well, our research has been at it again, and apparently it's around $500 a night uh, for Grand Floridian Top Wax. So what we're looking at, £300. So we're looking at, uh, well, more than double to stay in the Disneyland Hotel. Uh, we've had a tweet from Waspy500 saying, sounding good, enjoying the show. Thank you very much. Uh, if you've got any comments you want to make about anything we've talked about so far this evening, then do please let us know. You can let us know at Disney Brit or via Facebook, because we're on both of those. We're keeping an eye on everything that's going on over there. But... We've got lots more things we need to talk about. Alan is even going to bring his Disney Island discs because he's the only member of the team that hasn't done it yet. Um, But before that, we have got a Redbox conversation coming up and that will be coming after this short break. Attraction Tickets Direct is the UK's number one ticket provider for Disney, Universal and the worlds of Discovery Parks. They offer unbeatable prices and expert advice on all the major tickets and attractions in Orlando, California, and Paris. The service Attraction Tickets Direct provides is second to none. Lines are open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. seven days a week. Customers receive real tickets, not vouchers, within seven days. And there are no hidden extras, such as credit card fees or postage surcharges. Now that's what you call great service. Log on to www.attractionticketsdirect.com or call toll-free on 0800-975-0002. Hi everyone, this is Craig Duncan. Please come and join me for my soul show every Sunday at 9 o'clock UK, 4 p.m. Eastern. You'll only find me on Orlando Sky Radio. Come by and say hi. We have visual contact. Go, go, go. <laughs> Make way for the big... Howdy, partners. Climb aboard. Carnivores versus pork bellies. You're on, old school. Your mission, get there. The all-new attraction, Toy Story Mania. It's 4D, which is one better than 3D. Oh, security! Oh. Eh, works every time. Now at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Hello? Hello, is this the red telephone box in Epcot? Yes! Hello, this is the uh, Disney Brit Radio Show on Orlando Sky Radio, and we ring people in the telephone box in Epcot and say hello, hello. Hello! How are you doing? Oh, it's great. It's thundering. It's thundering, And it's wow. raining, but it's a lovely day, just the same. It's a lovely day. And uh, your name is, sorry? Marianne. And uh, where are you from, Marianne? I'm from New York. From New York. Oh, great. From which part of New York are you from? Upstate New York. Upstate New York. That doesn't mean anything to me because i'm in the uk um, um near poughkeepsie if you know where poughkeepsie area is it's I, I don't but i would two hours out of new york city and who are you uh, on vacation with my family and it's our 30th wedding anniversary with my husband and my two children it's the wow. first time they've been here to um disney so it's your first ever trip at disney my husband and I went here for our anniversary, for our first anniversary, and this is the 30th year that we're celebrating this year, and we brought our kids with us. Wow, congratulations, 30 Thank years. you, we're that's excited. Fantastic, yeah, that's absolutely brilliant. And uh, have you been in Epcot all day so far, have you just arrived? We, we have been spending Epcot here today, and we've just made it over to the World Showcase, and we are currently in England and having a grand time. And uh, are you staying there all day? 
Yes, we are. You are. And are you, you going to stay and watch Illuminations? We are indeed. I don't blame you. It should be fantastic. Well, I, I, I'm going to play a bit of music. Because it's celebrations, you see, because you're celebrating. Absolutely. Um, well, I'm I dancing. You, and dancing too. I hope you have a fantastic day. And uh, <laughs> I hope you uh, have a wonderful evening. And I'll let you go and enjoy the rest of your vacation. So goodbye. Very good. Thank you. Bye-bye. This is your old pal Goofy, and no one's here right now to take your call, so (laughs) call back later or leave a message. Even better. (laughs) There we go. Do you know what? I think that's probably one of my favorite ever uh, Redbox conversations. They always sound like they're having fun, though, don't they? They always sound like... And 30th anniversary as well, and haven't been back since their first. <laughs> That's 29 That's long fantastic. years, that, isn't it, eh? And then to play Celebration down the phone to her as well. And that genuinely happened. She genuinely heard that while studying Epcot. You know, I know it's not Disney, but, you know... I, she sounded no, quite happy about it. Her husband had walked onto the tequila bar. Yes, he'd gone. <laughs> he'd left behind, left a note saying, gone for tequila, uh, be back soon. Um, anyway, we um, we said that we were going to do our Disney Island discs, and uh, we've already done everybody else. And as Alan is a new member of the team, um, it is his turn to regale his with his favourite three tracks. And this is kind of for those of you who are going, hang on a second, don't we have the Disney Island Disc Radio Show? Yes, we do. And this was kind of where the idea spawned from. Um, we used to do this segment called Disney Island Discs uh, on Disney Brit when it was just a podcast. And uh, that kind of people were saying, why don't you do a music show? Why don't you do one? So that's kind of what spawned the entire Disney uh, Island Disc Radio show. So um, that's what we're doing now. Um, so, Alan, you've got three songs. You can take three Disney songs. You can take a, a Desert Island. It can be anything from movies. It can be from the parks. It can be from, like, parody albums. Anything like that that is Disney-related. So what are is the third song that you are going to take with you on uh, the desert island with you. Right, okay, well, my, my least favourite out of my favourites, mm. now, bear, bear in mind that, to me, Disney is all about memories. Right, it's all okay. about conjuring up that snapshot of time where, where you were somewhere, whether it was at the pictures or watching a DVD and snaffling a load of cheap popcorn. Um, but to me, the thing that I love the most about Disney is being in the parks and... That's where my um, three tracks come from. My third one is a memory that I can remember when I was with my daughter. I was trying to get her to go to sleep, walking up Main Street, and all of a sudden this music starts blaring out. You mean this one, don't you? I I don't know what the lyrics are, but I only know the song as Choo Choo Papa. Okay, let's have a listen. The Disney Character Express is coming! Right, so this one then, this is a memory, you say? Yes, it was all, all about a memory because I remember as we walked into sort of the park, Yeah, we, we, we sort of saw this the train going up the, up the street and we thought, yeah. oh, this is really exciting. And obviously we were at Disneyland Paris for the full weekend, so we were there several times. And the first time we saw it, we thought, how lucky were we to see the train going up Main Street? Little did we know that it happens about every 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it happens quite a lot. And also, when you're trying to get a baby to sleep in a pushchair or a buggy, and, and this, this music, they, they they don't just play it quietly, it is blaring out. Yeah, it's just loud. 
It is. Um, there's, there's also something about it that just sort of gets you into that sort of, I don't know, festive sort of excited on holiday spirit. What is it about any street show that happens on Main Street, whether it be in, in Disneyland Paris or Walt Disney World or whatever, that means it has to just be really loud? Just to wake you up so you spill your coffee. Yeah, it's certainly like that. You are in a nice little stroll down Victorian uh, America and this big, massive, contemporary-looking train comes down. Yeah, I suppose if it was in the UK, it would just be like a warning sound. Beep, 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 as this train was coming down to clear everyone out of the way. Um, so it's, it's, I'm glad you said it's memories that uh, that gave you this piece of song because I actually think the music is terrible. Uh, it's kind of one of those really cheesy. It's not cheesy in a good way either. It's kind of cheesy in a bad way. Um, but there are more cheesy though, aren't there? Oh, there are. There's some songs that are much cheesy. But when we were talking about three songs that we could take on a desert island disc, uh, and you chose this one. I was like, oh dear, if that's his number three, what's going to happen when we get to number one and number two? <laughs> um, so I'm going to get some memory-based one. Uh, what is your uh, number two then? Right, okay. Well, if, if that was my number three, my number two has got to be slightly better. Now, again, it's it's all about creating a feeling. And one of, one of the attractions that I absolutely love when I go to Florida has got this best sort of amazing orchestral style introduction music that sort of goes all the way through the whole ride and um, the attraction is on Soarin and that is what you are hearing right now I've got to uh, agree with you. There's something about this piece of music. It's it's quite a simple tune, really, but it just has such a, a big feeling about it. Yeah. And it just sort of envelopes you, when, particularly when you're on the ride and it's sort of really loud and everything's sort of interacting with you at the time. Um, so I had, I thought this guy is obviously, he's, he's the guy who's wrote the music, yeah. he's obviously it, had a lot of experience doing this Bruce sort Broughton? of thing. Was it Bruce Broughton? Um, well, I've got... The name Jerry Goldsmith. Ah, it is. You're right. Bruce Broughton was Spaceship Earth, I believe. Ah, right. Okay. Now, I thought, well, it's such a, such a beautiful tune. He's obviously wrote a lot of other beautiful music. So I had a quick research into him. And um, he's wrote music for The Omen, mm-hmm. Alien, Poltergeist, Basic Instinct, <laughs> Gremlins, three Rambo films and five Star Trek films. So, yeah, he's well qualified to write a serene uh, ride or flight over California. Yeah, you can't just picture Rambo coming out of the um, the river there. <laughs> you imagine? Adrian! <laughs> no, it'd be brilliant. It, it, it's just, I don't know, it just totally is different to any other bit of music in that park, I think. And it really does evoke exactly what it, it's supposed to be. You know, we're this whole idea of soaring and the music really gives us that sense of, of, of soaring as well and it has a brilliant pre-show oh yeah definitely which adds to it but I do agree I, you know, I'm going to turn it a little bit more I think also the fact that it's the same tune repeating itself but in slightly different styles yeah so I think it now goes to a sort of country and western style doesn't it no it doesn't I'm at the wrong piece of the piece um, you're, ne- you're nearly there. I'm nearly there. It does, yeah. And it, it, it is that same idea that repeats over and over again. You're right. You're dead right. Uh, but I love it. It's uh, it's kind of one of my favourites. I, I don't think I put it in my top three Disney uh, Disney Brit, uh, Disney Island discs. But I do like it. Yeah, I, I think I had it on my iPod oh, at there one it point. Is. That's the bit I was on about. See, I knew it was there somewhere. It's, yeah, it's just within the 12 minutes of the track somewhere. Yeah. No, I've, I've chosen the short version. It's all right. We've got the condensed version, not the much, much longer version. Good work. I uh, like it. Uh, we've just had a message from Steve Holmes that says, love the show. Thanks. So that's from Steve. Thank you. That was over on Facebook. Thank you, Steve. Uh, if you are listening, you want to join in with this, then do make sure you... Uh, you can Twitter us at, at @DisneyBrit, or again, you can contact us on Facebook. So please do. Right. Well, that means then we are now at your number one uh, song. This is the most, the absolute ultimate song 
that you love from any Disney park, any Disney film, television program, musical, you name it. So what is your number one Disney piece of music? Well, my number one Disney bit of music is the extended version of the uh, Choo Choo Papa song. Yeah, the 18-minute <laughs> version of Choo Choo Papa. No, no. The, um, to, to me, Disneyland Paris had a perfect attraction. I, I'm not a, a big thrill ride guy, but the, I went on this thrill ride and it just had everything that yeah. seamlessly merged together. And then they decided to update it and they ruined it. And the attraction I'm talking about is Space Mountain de la Terre à la Moon. Ruined it is a very harsh word. Which is? Ruined. Ruined it. They ruined it. And it is for several reasons. Ruined? Really? Would you go that far? Yes. Okay. uh, They changed the internal workings of the ride and they changed the soundtrack. And the first soundtrack, to me was more, again, a bit like Soarin'. It sort of brought you into the ride more, whereas the Mission 2 seems to have more, I don't like a, a video game aspect to it. Right, okay. You're, you're sort of watching, you're not part of it. It's, it's I don't know. It, it all makes sense when, when you're listening to the music, I think. Right, so uh, Mission 2, the music from Mission 2 is more electronic-based, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so Mission 2 is very much... It, I don't know how to describe it, really. Um, it's kind of... Was Mission 2 done by the Incredibles guy? I, yes, I think it was. Here we go. Here's some Mission 2. And you didn't really like this at all, did you? Nah. I think it's probably good as a, like a, I don't know, a film soundtrack. Okay. Um, so you're not you're not a fan of this at all. No. Right. We'll play it a bit longer. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Right. So that's what we get at the moment on uh, on Disneyland Paris's Space Mountain. But yours is yep. the original. Now, what we would usually say is we're now going to play the whole thing at the end of the show. But if we do that, we'll be off air. Uh, <laughs> so we're now going to play the whole of it now, just for Alan. Here it is. <laughs>
Now you see, I think that sounds more film music than the other one. Well, I think when you when you're on when you were on the ride, because obviously they've killed it. The uh, the the different segments on it just sort of made so much more sense to me. Yeah, and I think when they did swap out the ride, they got rid of some of the effects that were there. Um, for example, when you went through the the mine and there were sparks and all sorts, and they replaced it with more like video projection effects. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I felt was a bit of a, a pop I, out. I do listen to that and feel a little bit like I'm on ET. There's also elements of it which make you think it's Christmas. <laughs> so Christmas ET in space with Jules Verne. Yes. There you go. I like that. That would be a nice big dinner. Okay. He looks a bit like a shriveled up uh, turkey, doesn't he? Right, anyway, uh, yeah. Right, we're going to take a quick break because we've got another surprise red box for you, which we're going to play just before the end of the show. And um, once we come back, we've got a few more bits to talk about and then we're going to wrap up the show for this week. So after this break and our red box, we will return. You're listening to Orlando Sky Radio, the best music and the best source for all your local parks and attractions news from around Orlando. Orlando Sky Radio, your vacation station. Yeehaw! Hello, everyone. This is Yeehaw Bob Jackson from Walt Disney's Port Orleans Riverside Resort. And I'm giving a big shout-out to all my friends listening to Orlando Sky Radio. Dive into an amazing Epcot adventure as you board a clanmobile and join your friends on a quest to find Nemo. And at Animal Kingdom, watch Nemo's story come to life on stage during a magical musical. There are two big, splashy ways to find one little clownfish. The Seas with Nemo and Friends at Epcot. And Finding Nemo the Musical at Disney's Animal Kingdom Park. Hello? Who's this? Hello, is this the red telephone box in Epcot? Yep. Is this Kieran or is this Ali? Alex. Hello, Alex. You sound Hi, very Adam. confused. Oh, you worked it out. How are you? I'm good. We're, we're ringing people because you know we always ring people in the red telephone box. Yeah. Well, how freaky it is that you're stood right next to the red telephone box. It's well, a... we were kind of led over here. Oh, but... you went <laughs> Yeah, we planned it. How's Epcot? Are you having a good day? Yeah. And we what... just had a pastry in France. Oh, nice. Which one did you have? Strawberry tart. Nice. That sounds good. What have you done in Epcot today, then? Have you done some nice things? Um, we had a picture taken with Mickey and Pluto. Right. And then we walked round the... Well, we walked part of the World Showcase. And then we did uh, a Phineas and Ferb mission thing. Oh, is it good? Yeah. Cool. It's, like, kind of the same as the... Um, impossible but it's just got the uh, different characters okay that's cool and what are you where are you off to now do you know innovations innovations okay and who was that you whooping or was that kieran no that was kieran is he there yeah stick him on then okay kieran adam hello hello Kay. how are you good how's epcot how's epcot Good. Has Dad bought you that really, really expensive thing he said he was going to buy you yet? Mm. No? Yeah. He has. Oh, what has he bought you? Um, I can't remember. Oh, you can't remember? Oh, right, okay. That's fine. Is, um, so, where, where, what have you done today that's been your favourite thing? Um, the Phineas and Ferb thing. Phineas and Ferb thing. It was good, was it? The wait for soaring was 85 minutes. Wow. So you didn't go on soaring, I take it? Is, yeah. Is Ali feeding you things to say in the background? Pardon? Is Ali getting you to say things in the background? Kinda. Kinda, okay. Not really. Well, I, I want to talk to Dad, but before you go, I need to say this to you right now, young man. We are on for a rematch for Buzz Lightyear. 
Right. Uh, That's it. That's what I need to say. Right, stick Dad on. Let's talk to Dad. Dad. Hello, mate. Hello. He's so professional. Dad. Dad. How's it all going? That's his public name for me. You should hear what he calls me in private. (laughs) How's it all going? It's going all right, actually. It's nice. We just come for the afternoon. And how Um, are the annual passes working out? uh, Very well, yeah. Free parking. Excellent. 10% off most things. Fabulous. Yeah, no, it's, it's nice. It feels you feel kind of uh, a bit special, really. Do you feel Quite special, nice. do you? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. I'm glad. Um, I've just asked Kieran whether you've bought him that really, really expensive thing you were going to buy him yet, and he's sounding very confused. So you might get some questions in a bit. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Oh, is that the one that's going on your bill? That's the one. Yeah, just add it to my room. Yeah. Add it to your room. Well, he did get a new Donald Duck hat yesterday. The first we went to El oh, Sunday, we went to Magic Kingdom, and he marched us all the way to the Filler Magic ride to the right. shop to pick a baseball cap that you wanted. And that cost $1,000, so they go, that's fine. No, well, 20 <laughs> bucks, yeah. I asked him if he was going to pay for it out of his money, and he reckons he's only going to pay half. True. We'll so, see. Oh, Kieran's getting told off. That's right, he's going into the other phone box now. Mrs. Duncan's in the background shouting at him. So what's the plans for the rest of the day? Uh, we're going to um, leave here and going to go to Carabas for dinner. It's nice. our anniversary today. Of course, happy anniversary. Thank you. Uh, yeah, our marriage is a teenager, we were told today, which I thought was quite funny. <laughs> and then we're going to come back in here for, it's going to be a bit cheeky, we're going to drive over to the boardwalk and get the boat over. Nice. And then you, come back for illumination. And your pass holder now, you can do what you like. Right, I can do what I like. It's just easier to get out because you come out through the gateway and so, boat and back to boardwalk, it's quite nice. Actually. You can now say, do you not know who I am? And actually it means something. Um, so that's fine. <laughs> right, yeah, anyway. so someone's kicking... The door. Oh, are they? That's, that's nice. Because we're in a Yobbo place with Yobbo England. Oh, you're in the it, Asbo UK? It, yeah, it did take me a while to work out which phone box it would be, but yeah. for anybody that's walking past, it's uh, where the, the bunch of three phone boxes are. As you're looking at it, it's the one on the right. You say that, it could be any of them. Oh. Oh. Right, I'll leave you to enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you very much. That's all right, matey. Speak to you later. Goodbye. Bye. There you go, a little surprise for you. I know they were all listening as well. So uh, that's really nice. Anyway, uh, that brings us to the end of the show. Did you want to quickly say something about Disneyland Paris shares? Yeah, that was right. Um, Because of the speculation that Walt Disney are rumoured or thinking about going to buy Euro Disney, um, the shares have rocketed up over the weekend. They've they've almost doubled in price. Wow. Um, So so now's the time not to buy. It's not to buy, but... Unfortunately, I sold mine two years ago. Oh, and lucky, I've still got mine. So, you know, you've, you're going to get your money back at least. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll get ten quid rather than five, whoever it is. <laughs> anyway, one share. that is the end of the show. And uh, we want to thank you for joining us. I thank Alan for joining me. No problem at all. I thank and Kez, but they're not here because they're miserable. We need to thank our sponsors as well. We'd like to thank touringplans.com. If you want anything to do with getting around that park and saving yourself up to four hours a day and getting hold of lines applications so you know where the shortest lines are or even finding out which parks are the quietest with their crowd calendars, you can head over to touringplans.com and get all of that. We'd also like to thank Attraction Tickets Direct as well. You can go to attraction-tickets-direct.co.uk and uh, find out all the stuff that goes on over there as well. Don't forget, you can also join us next week. We've got the Disney Island Discs radio show back on next Monday at 4pm Eastern, 9pm UK time. Also, uh, you can check out our Facebook page, which is at Disney Brits. You can check out our Twitter, which is also at Disney Brits. It's also at Dis Island Discs for the Disney Island Discs show as well. And you can also email us podcast at DisneyBrit.com. And we do respond to all of those emails we get over there. Uh, and, uh, well, that's pretty much it. You can friend up myself. You can friend up um, Alan. You can friend up Juz. You can friend up Kez. And... Um, we will be back in two weeks' time for the next edition of the Disney Brit Podcast. So until then, we'll see you.